0: on the empower hour today with special guest amber hall i'm so excited to have amber on today she was my classmate at the university of florida law school and we're talking about having your own business and being a woman in a male dominated field which is personal injury law what we all do so very exciting welcome amber we're so excited to have you
1: thank you i'm so glad to be here very excited i've been looking forward to this
0: gonna be fun. Well, let me introduce our panel real quick and then we'll hop into our drink of the day. We have our wonderful PR professional, Kia Thomas. What's up Kia? Hey, hi Amber. Kia, hello Kia. And then of course, uh, my law partners, Rose Caswick and Rose. Betsy Brown. Hey
1: Rose, hey Betsy. Hey,
0: Amber. Hello. All right, so every week, uh, Rose makes us a drink yeah, <laughs> and this one is particularly uh, spicy. Why don't you tell <laughs> so me it? So it's not it? worth it, is what you're telling me? <laughs> it's
2: great. <laughs> so yeah, this drink, um, I was looking to do something in honor of the new Supreme Court nominee, uh, Katanji, I think, katanaji i'm not sure how to pronounce her name sorry uh brown jackson um and i found this drink which was uh somebody came up with to honor when sonia sotomayor was um nominated or when she was confirmed so this is a strawberry and black pepper sour martini so it's got muddled strawberries Uh and it's got black pepper and lemon and simple syrup and tequila so uh and I made an unholy mess in the kitchen just now, making it. Like strawberry goo everywhere. So I hope it's good. I haven't even tried it yet. I am still like coming down from the, the situation that making this drink was. So,
0: <laughs> well, cheers and cheers to our new Supreme Court nominee. Yeah, Excited Cheers. Time. I'm not gonna drink it again though because I took a sip <laughs> and the pepper is oh, the pepper
2: is intense. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Take that note.
0: (laughs) Delicious. Oh, man. Well, let's kick it back to Amber. So um, Amber, tell us, just kind of give us your background, your history. um, Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I was born and raised right here, Tallahassee, Florida, and went to Leon High School. Shout out to Leon. Go Lions. I then um, I was actually playing basketball. I got really serious about it in uh, high school. School. So I was recruited and decided to go to Virginia Tech and play collegiate basketball. So I went there for undergrad, majored in business, and then decided to differentiate it, my business background and go to law school. Shout out to my parents for saying, you know, you should really consider law school, even though I was totally thinking about just getting my MBA and moving in a different direction. So um I decided to apply, And I got into University of Florida law school. So go Gators. And that's where I first met Kimmy at law school. So that is a little bit about my background. And then once I actually had the idea that I was going to do a non-traditional career in the law, um, especially with my basketball background, I was thinking I would be an agent or, um, you know, maybe even work as a, an administrator at a college or university and, you know, get into the athletic department. But then my first job out of law school ended up being at a personal injury law firm. So it was, you know, in Atlanta, based in Atlanta, but handling all of their Florida cases. And so at that firm is where I was essentially thrown into the fire uh, and learned a lot very quickly. And um, that gave me the confidence that I needed to say, you know what, I'm going to do this for myself, I'm going to hang out my own shingle and start my own firm. I
0: love it. I love it. And how long have you been doing that now?
1: So now eight years time is flying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. About eight years now. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I mean, that sounds, a lo- I mean, other than being an athlete, not an athlete, uh, a lot like my sort of path of, you know, I was, went to undergrad for business and was like, what? You can do so many things with a business degree and you can do yes. so many things with a law degree and together, you know, there's so many options. So that, that's awesome. And I'm a Gator too. Um, yes. Go Gators. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, going out on your own is such a big step like that's you know always everybody's like that's always an option like just hang out your own shingle you can do it and that terrified me you know coming out of law school but you got sounds like you got some good grounding and kind of what gave you the the confidence to make that move out on your own you know
1: faith having a lot of faith but i really really have to give it up to my parents who my mom and my dad they are truly my support system awesome. Um, my mom is so positive. She's just um, a motivator, highly inspirational, highly motivational. My dad as well. There are you know entrepreneurs. We have small businesses in the family. And so it's like I, I knew that I was always going to somehow start a business. I didn't know what that business would be, but I figure one day I'll surely start a business. That, and it just happened to be a law firm. Um, so, yeah, just having that confidence and saying, you know what, I got this no matter what. I'm, I'm going to do it. And so I can remember the day actually when I was, you know, contemplating this move and my parents came up to Atlanta. We had lunch across the street from the law firm that I was working with at the time. And my dad looked at me and he said, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You do this. You know, <laughs> what are you going to do? And my mom just, and then I just looked at my mom. She said nothing, but it was this look of, you got this. Like, what are you waiting for? And so that was the day I, I said, I'm going to do it.
0: I love it and you know running your own business particularly a law firm comes with you're wearing so many different hats you're not just (laughs) being a lawyer you're also managing the firm you're an advertiser you're a budgeter right you're doing HR everything falls
2: on
1: you everything everything (laughs) wearing all the hats and you know a lot of times like I said it breaks up uh the monotony so to speak not that it's that monotonous but of just being the lawyer you you get to kind of get into the advertising and, and learning more about that, which is a whole different ball game. I feel like I'm learning something new every day about marketing and websites and things of that nature, um, operations, HR. So I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm forcing myself to, you know, learn about topics that frankly, I never thought I would really have to learn about, <laughs> but here we are. So, you know, all in
0: one, yeah,
1: all in one.
0: <laughs> I love it. So when you were playing basketball in college, you ended up being the captain of the team. Is that right?
1: Captain of the team for two years in a row. Yes.
0: Do you feel like that has helped you in being able to lead, you know, lead from your practice and feel confident? And do Absolutely.
1: Doing? Absolutely. Um, working. So being team captain, working with individuals, you know, from all areas, people from across the country. Um, Everybody has a different personality. Everyone has a different style. Everyone has their own strength. And so, you know, being able to hopefully, you know, lead the team to victory, um, whether we lost that game or whether we won that game, still being able to show up every single day, have a strategy, have a plan, and then the goal being to lead the team to victory. So I absolutely think that that truly helped me to be able to you know lead the firm into the business.
0: Yeah, I love it. All mm-hmm. right. I'm gonna kick it over to Betsy Brown. Have you met Betsy before, Amber?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Betsy, I feel like
1: I've seen your face, but we I think this is the first time we're meeting. So it's very nice slide. to meet you, Betsy.
3: <laughs> Worked for a lot of years and um but I was racking my brain thinking if we ever had a case, but I don't think we did. But it's great to meet you. No great to
1: meet you too.
3: Yeah so I have a question. So as I used to play basketball, so I really, you know, Yes. I, I, I love that, you know, idea of playing for a major university and, you know, getting to travel with the team and, and, and all the fun stuff that goes along with that. And it occurred to me that, you know, you did that and you probably saw a lot of really cool places and did a lot of things while you were, you know, traveling for these basketball games. So what mm-hmm. what brought you back to Tallahassee? I, mean, I know you worked no. in atlanta for a period of time but what what right. uh, inspired you to come back home
1: this is home it, it's just it's home i'm family oriented families here and i decided well if i start the firm i think it's a good idea to just go back home where everything started so mm-hmm. so that brought me back cool that's
0: mm-hmm. nice and i bet that helps too having connections in the community because Especially personal injury law, it's one where there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of lawyers that do this work, and there's a, you know, people advertise a whole lot. So as a sole practitioner, I bet you're doing a lot of grassroots advertising. Although I have to say, I have seen your billboards. They're you looks awesome. great. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks I was so going to
3: say that. I was going to say, I love <laughs> the one where you're holding the basketball.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It had been in my mind forever. Like even probably like first couple of weeks of even starting the firm. I was like, one day, you know, when I have a, a little bit of a budget, something, I'm, I'm going to try and make that uh, come to fruition and do like a basketball campaign. Um, but Yeah, home, um, you know, we have a family barbershop. So, you know, Gillum Brothers Barbershop, you know, we have a family funeral home, a lot of small businesses in town. So I figured I'm going to go home. That's where, you know, people know me. And and honestly, when I came back home and I started my firm initially, everyone was like, wait, aren't you playing overseas or (laughs) aren't you still playing basketball? And This was like years after I graduated. I'm like. I am so not playing basketball anymore, although I miss it a lot. And I wish I was still in shape to run up and down the the court like that. But I was like, no, no, no. I actually went to law school. I started a firm. And they're like, oh. Oh, So that's the thing about being home, too, is kind of catching people up on what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah, Did you
0: play overseas?
1: No. So there was. I thought about it, but I I never played overseas. We did travel overseas, um, played some games over there there against some some protein so that was fun but um I guess I knew deep down inside like as much as I love the game of basketball um, I knew that I really just wanted to strike out into the world of entrepreneurship the business world and just kind of make my way in that arena
4: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: well let me kick it over to Kia Thomas Kia what are you thinking
4: a lot um, <laughs> I'll just start with this, um, you know, how do you map out your game plan for maneuver maneuvering through this landscape, you know, we already know that, you know, they like to say that this is a, you know, male dominated arena, so what's your game plan, you're starting off and going through today? I guess
1: my game plan, rule number one, be yourself you know, be yourself, um, make no apologies for who you are and just to, to be true to yourself. I would say that's rule number one, as far as the game plan. And then also, um, you know, setting goals, setting high goals, um, you know, keeping the vision alive. Cause I think that's one thing when you're in business, you never know what's gonna happen um with the case or whatever the economy you know issues within our country you just never know and so um another part of of that is you know setting the high goals staying positive sounds a little you know cliche so to speak sounds like an instagram post or social media post, like be positive you know you can do it all that but but it's real it's like you know the manifestation of, you know, thinking it and believing it into existence. So that's a huge part of the game plan for me is um, seeing the vision. And a lot of people won't necessarily see your vision, but that's okay. Um, And then just moving forward, moving forward. um, The the 1% rule, I was reading a book, it escapes me now the name of the book, but just getting better every day. Even if it's 1%, that's cool. At least I'm getting better little by little each day.
4: Thank you for that. Thank you. So
0: I was wondering, uh, because you are a sole practitioner, what are you doing to elevate your game, so to speak, right? Um, Because you're not, there's not other attorneys in your own law firm that you turn to, right? So I'm I'm guessing, and I know that you, I used to hang out with you at FJA events. So I bet you're plugging into a lot of those organizations. Talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think the key there is just being resourceful. Um so FJA, you know, joining other, you know, groups. So the Florida Justice Association, for those who, who may be watching, um, it's an organization for plaintiffs, attorneys, attorneys who who do what we do. And um, these are attorneys all over the state of Florida. And so through you know, email listservs or through whatever it might be, you can all you know help is one phone call away. So I just try to be really resourceful there. I do believe that you have to invest in yourself. Um, so I believe, you know, I, I try to go to as many CLEs as I possibly can. Um, like that work course seminar JA does, um, even the ones across the country, AAJ. Um, I, I really, really try to go to, to those conferences so that I can keep up with what's happening because our field changes the law changes all the time Um, strategy changes I I like to listen to other attorneys who got that big verdict or that big settlement and what they did to get there Mm -hmm. so um, I just really try to stay abreast on you know what's going on and if it's a conference and I'm looking at the agenda and it's what I need to know I'm there I will I will make it my business to get there Um, But yeah, I I say just being resourceful and then, I mean, the old fashioned way of just picking up a book, I order a lot of books, um, books on damages, books on depositions, books on, you know, hearings, Um, even trying to watch people, uh, CVN network, you can, you know, watch trials or if I hear about a trial in town, somebody has, I'll try to show up and listen and support. Um, But I just think the key is to just, you know, try to do something every day to get better. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that goes for business, too. I actually ran into uh, Jimmy and Kia um, in Atlanta. We were at it was a marketing conference. So, you know, it it was a lot of lawyers, you know, uh, the lawyer marketing. But still, that's another way to keep up with the times. And as you know, you know, everybody knows, I mean, social media marketing, it changes like on a daily. Mm -hmm. So that was that was really invaluable information.
2: That's yep. um, the awesome thing I think about being a plaintiff's lawyer is that, uh, you know, we're all in it together, kind of. It's like we compete, you know, to get the cases, but once somebody has a great case, like we will throw everything at each other, another firm, another town, another whatever to to support them because we do not have the the lobbyists, the insurance company money, all that stuff. So we are, it's us against the world. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it It seems that way it does
2: yeah and I wanted to ask you about being a woman in this industry I mean you're out there on your own as a woman you are I met you in person you are tall you are intimidating you've got the hair and you're always perfectly dressed and with the heels do you find that people thank you (laughs) respond to you in a in a weird way or do you have any like impressions on how people respond to that whole that image that you got
1: going you know so one thing about it, one thing that I say is, you know, you really cannot control how people perceive you, mm-hmm. um, just can't. But it goes back to just being you, being your your true self, being authentic. Funny story, I do, I I am tall, like real said, so I'm six two without heels, um, and with the heels, I'm probably about six six. And so it's interesting, especially pre pandemic when everything was in person. Right. You know, I may have an opponent, yeah. uh attorney that's, you know, okay. not very tall. <laughs> and they definitely will say something about it. You know, you're wearing your heels. You know, I even had one male attorney tell me, you know, Amber, you can't wear your heels around me, you know? <laughs> it's like, what? That's but this bad. is who I am. Yeah. So, you know, but it's interesting, just, just being confident in who you are. I mean, certainly when I was growing up and I was taller than a lot of my friends, I mean, I went through that period where, you know, I was saying, I don't know if I want to grow. I don't want to really <laughs> be tall. I don't know how I feel about this- it. I can't find jeans that are long enough. I can't. It was all this stuff. And then as I grew, especially especially when I play basketball, um, in my position, I play like in the post. So, you know, the center, the forward position, people tend to be taller. And so as I was getting recruited and I'm, you know, I want to go D1, I want to go to these top schools actually you know 6162 there were other women's basketball players that were much taller than me much stronger than me you know so in that world it's like it's, it's, totally it's nothing different. but you know in this world <laughs> it's a little different yeah, it's but funny i think how those the, things
2: that are you know you're so insecure about or self-conscious about are become assets that's-
1: absolutely absolutely and i think that's exactly how you have to look at it is you know we can call them flaws or whatever it is flaws and all it's like i am who i am you know this is the way (laughs) God made me and uh, um you know you just have to own it own it own who you are absolutely
0: I have to say that when we were in law school I was so impressed by you because you do you're not trying to shrink down to fit short people right you're standing up tall big heels right like you're not trying to be smaller you're being you're taking up your space and I always thought it was awesome i was like yes
1: get thank it, you get <laughs> thank, <it."> <laughs> <laughs> thank you Kimmy." i just feel you know you have to be really comfortable you know in your in your own skin um you know be confident be you on it and that we see that we hear it all the time you know that is your superpower you, you are your superpower that's the beauty of it there is no one on the planet who can do you who can be you like you can do it so I mean, it's like, why waste time trying to be somebody else? Like, no way.
0: That's the truth. Betsy, I saw you raising your hand a while back.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I have so much.
0: But just, barge in like I, me. just to tack on to that, I mean, it's
3: so empowering when you can embrace who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when you can embrace who you are and love who you are and make it work for you, the second part of your life begins. And Absolutely. Um, I, I can totally see how you've done that. I wanted to say, like, I'm a big reader too. So when you said you read books about depositions and hearings and, and all that stuff, like I'm, I'm like the office law nerd. So I'm the one who reads the, okay all the, um, you know, yes. the docket. If somebody gets a big verdict, read the docket. Um, if, if somebody yeah. writes a book and read their book, you know, if, um, if, if, if someone writes an article, I'm going to read it, I'm going to spread it all around if it's useful. So I, I love that. And, and I love that you mentioned that you, you read that book getting better every day. I haven't read that, but I want to, because it seems like you, you have managed to get to a place in your life where you don't let setbacks get you down. No. So what, what advice as an empowered woman do you have for other women who you know are struggling right now?
1: The advice that I have is to understand that if you're going through a tough time, that too shall pass. I also would say that the challenges make you better, they make you stronger. You just have to hang in there. Um, a lot of times something can appear to be a setback or a challenge, but really it's something that is actually helping to propel you forward. Um, so I when I was working at the firm um, in Atlanta, there was a lot, lot going on just, I was busy, I, I mean, a lot of stuff, big cases, I was just kind of thrown in there, learning, going against all these veterans in the game. And then one day it hit me. I was like, but this is making me better. Mm -hmm. As stressed out as I am, as um, nervous as I might be going into this deposition, you know, with this veteran attorney, I know that when I get to the other side, I'm going to be a beast, you know, beast mode. Like, so I guess the advice that I have is, is, you know, don't back down, Um, and it's okay to have your moment but like my mom always told me you may have a setback or two there may be something that comes your way there's a challenge and it takes you down a little bit but don't ever let yourself get so far down that you cannot pick yourself back up so I just kind of that that's what I would say is keep going.
3: Such a great point about the challenges that we face in our career making us better. Um,
1: Absolutely. Some of
3: Some of the cases that I've had in my career that have been the most like anxiety inducing and stressful have been the ones that I've learned the most on and the ones that made me Mm. a more formidable attorney for the next case. And um, so just keeping that frame of mind is so important that, yes, I'm miserable right now, but when this is over, I'm going to be able to look back at all the lessons I've learned and apply them. And um, I, you know, next time I'll, I'll know what to do. And next time I'll know, know exactly what I'm doing in, in this kind of situation and comply, apply it to others. So that's a great, great point.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Those those tough cases where, you know, every minute, every second, you know, there's something new, something, some other challenge. Yeah, absolutely, it makes you better. Yep.
3: Yeah, well, I it, it feels like, um, you, you kind of get our slogan here, come back stronger, because, (laughs) you know, that's, it's the truth. These setbacks do propel us, if we can, if we can keep the the right frame of mind about it. Um, When I look back at, you know, the setbacks in my life, personally, I can, I can see that they were really opportunities, and they opened doors, and so that's a great thing to point out to people.
1: Absolutely, and I like that. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, and I, I believe those opportunities provide us with choices, you know. It the saying it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. So if, if something happens, it's like, okay, I have options here. Um, you know, and, and you just move from there. So yeah. And you learn I love how to that. roll
3: with the punches, you know, like pivot. You do. Yeah.
0: This happens. You do.
1: And I look yeah, so I, look I look at the growth, you know. When Kimmy was asking me how long I've been doing this, I kind of drew a blank, but definitely eight years. And I, I think about like When I started and how a very small, tiny, minute thing would have me just stressed. And now like that same issue probably would not even come close to being on my radar screen. You know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, okay. So, but that's, that's the time you get stronger. um, You learn more. um, And then it's kind of like that book, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. A lot, a lot of it's small.
3: It's all small. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a distraction. That's all.
3: You said something else um, that, that I uh, resonated with me about like when you were a young attorney, when you go up against veteran attorneys. And I remember that feeling because you, 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 you don't feel like you're equal to the task, like you're an imposter. Right. But I learned that when I was a, a young attorney that I would prepare better than any of them, and I was going to go in there yes. knowing the law, and I was going to go in there and and I was going to you know out prepare them every time, and to me that was kind of like the, the great equalizer, and I try to remember that even now as I've been doing this many years now, um, that you you can't you can't assume anything about anybody, right? You you can never underestimate. A younger attorney or a less experienced attorney, because you do so at your Absolutely. own hearing. Because I used to be that attorney, and I gotta tell you, I was prepared for every single hearing and every single deposition, and I was raring to go. I, love
4: so it. If I There's love any
3: that. young attorneys out there listening that you know stress out about that? You you can you can match up against anybody in the whole Absolutely. country.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. It's like last time I checked, you know we. We both have a law degree. Last time I checked, you know, we both asked the bar. <laughs> You've yeah, just yeah. been doing this longer than I have. Okay, but, but you know, yeah. let's go. To yeah,
2: I was going to say doing med mal definitely uh, has threw me into that. Cause it's like, not only am I going up against the experienced defense attorney I'm going up against the doctor. I'm like, I do not have a medical degree but you damn sure I've, you know researched the heck out of these issues before coming to ask you about them. So
1: that's right. That's right, and that is empowering. It's just empowerment in itself. Walking in, knowing that you are prepared, knowing that um, that you you got it. You know what I mean? Um, and, you and left you it all it. on the
0: court. <laughs> yeah,
3: you left <laughs> it all on the court. I left everything on the court. I did. That's right.
1: <laughs> and they may never tell you, but I can guarantee you, when you leave that deposition or that hearing or whatever, they respect you. You know. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you showed up prepared. You got what you needed, and on to the next.
2: They won't underestimate you again.
1: That's right. Lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. Don't forget so it. Uh, I was gonna say, I want to hear about what your plans are for the future for Amber Hall Law. Are you wanting to grow your business and expand it, or you like having it as a sole practitioner?
1: Well, I think growth is always good. Um, growth is good because the goal. Even before I decided to start a law firm, was to start a business so that I could provide other opportunities for others. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, in the legal field, in the business at the firm. I mean, that are non-lawyer positions or um, maybe other lawyers. So I just think it's so many more opportunities that I can provide for people as we continue to grow. You know, to just grow strategically and, you know, for me. I feel like what I like to do at the firm is maximize the value of a claim. We work these cases up and try to get, you know, the best possible settlement or verdict possible, which does take work. And, but the flip side of that is I want to help more people. Um, So with that does, you know, come, come growth. So we'll see. I mean, each day I'm just kind of, you know, working, working away, um, you know, trying to get the very best results for my clients. Um, I mean, we've grown. I remember when I had one case, you know, uh, and <laughs> now, you know, we serve many people um, in Tallahassee and throughout the state of Florida. So, you know, we'll just keep plugging along um, and keep um, fighting for what's right. Like my grandmother used to always say wrong will stay wrong as long as right stays quiet. So,
0: you have some very inspirational women in your family, it sounds like.
1: So yes, many, yes. so many
0: pearls of wisdom that you're dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So
1: about um, your
0: grandma and your, your mom?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my grandmother's is my mother's, um, mom. So she actually had the entrepreneurial spirit. She is from Sawdust, Florida, outside of Quincy. And she always wanted to start a store, a convenience store and take it back out to Sawdust. And so later in life, um, you know, she decided she was gonna bring her store and she did, and it was called Sawdust Supermart. And I remember, I think I was like in middle school, I think when she started it middle school and it was just fun to watch. It's like my grandmother is starting a convenience store in Sawdust and she was just so determined. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, kind of haters uh, didn't want her to bring the store, a lot of obstacles and she kept going like despite the obstacles. And so I was, I was right there and my mom was right there with her my mom um is a former inspector general uh for the state of florida department of environmental protection so she's been a boss like you know always out there you know working and so i saw her i watched her working late um you know coming home still taking me to practice but still being able to manage a lot of people um you know work with the governors at the time so very very strong women who were highly motivational inspirational and they just they worked hard, they just, you know, did the work. So I'm really, really thankful for that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. And I love that now this next generation, there's so many more female entrepreneurs and females that own businesses for, for young women to look up to, because it, it is our generation, you know, you, me, and all of us, right, we're about the same age. It's, it's a new generation where there's just so much more opportunity for women, and we don't feel as, um, Alone in fields, right? Like when we went to that's law right. school, I think the it, there was 52 of our law class was women. I think that's what the statistic was. In our that's years, right.
2: majority women, and I was like a year behind y'all. I think so. Yeah, mine yeah. too. And I, that
3: was 2005 at FSU. Mm-hmm. So wow. Do yeah. So yeah. So Amber, um, are you doing anything to mentor? Because it just seems like you'd be such a great. I don't know person to yeah, look up to for a young young up-and-coming wannabe and lawyer want to be anybody.
1: anybody I am and I want to do more you've so. <laughs> 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 you got this you you're making it happen Betsy like you know, I, I'm a, I always <laughs> have a lot
3: to learn from other people
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you know and that's the attitude I have as well is never stop learning never stop learning. That's why I love reading the books. I love going to the conferences because I recognize that, you know, I don't know it all and neither does anybody else, but we're just all trying to get better every day. Um, and, and, you know, be the best that we possibly can be, but yeah. Um, to answer your question, can you, I, I am trying to do more of that. Um, people just kind of reach out to me through Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, people who are interested in law school, uh, Um, And so I just kind of do it that way, wherever I can, if they want to come shadow or, you know, whatever it is, whatever I can do to help people to know that they can do it, whatever it is, whether it's law school, I don't know, starting a bakery, starting a jewelry line, whatever you want to do, you can do it. You know, don't let anybody tell you that you can't.
4: I
0: love that. So talk to us a little bit about how you're balancing your life being a full-time attorney and business owner, right? Your, your work life with trying to have a social life, trying to not be
1: working. It is hard. (laughs) It is hard. I'm sitting here now and every day, especially now we're kind of, you know, still new year vibes, I guess we're just getting into March, but I was like, I'm going to try to have a little bit more balance in my life in 2022. But I can tell you now, just the other day I pulled an all-nighter and I was like, you have already failed the mission. Like, <laughs> but, you know,
2: it's I okay. I in law school, what are we doing?
1: Right, it's it's a lot, you know. You're trying to prepare lots of cases because of COVID, the backlog that we're all experiencing. And so, you know, these cases are set for trial. You've got the, uh, you know, last minute, whatever you're trying to do to prepare. Um, but the way that I do it is, the a lot of the conferences that I go to I'm working but at least I'm in a different city typically and I'll go to a restaurant that I like I'm a foodie like foodie that's my thing so that's what I like to do for fun is go eat good food (laughs) so like when when I saw Kia in Atlanta I was like oh yeah I'm there I love Atlanta used to live there I know all the spots I'm gonna go and that's gonna be my little balance even though I work even though I listen to people talk about marketing and advertising, I was able to kind of strike a little bit of a balance, catch up with some friends there, but then still, you know, get back to the grind. So that's normally what I do. Um, haven't taken a vacation in a while, uh, I will say, but I do try to take, you know, a day or two to sharpen the saw and then, you know, get back on. But balance is 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 key, I think. Um, you do have to take a break. You have to take some time to step back, do what you like to do. And, um, I think that gives you the energy to keep grinding, to, to keep, you know, working hard. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. I know Jimmy's always telling me, he's like, Kimmy, you need to take a vacation. I'm like, I can't take a vacation.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. I'm telling you, I feel you. I feel you, but you know, when you think about it, it's like you, you probably, you, you can, you can squeeze it in. It's just, you know, a whole lot of planning that goes into it. But for me, it's like, I'm never without a laptop or two actually, just in case the first one fails, gives me technical difficulties, I'm gonna have two. <laughs>
2: there is stress preparing for it and stress coming back with all the shit that you missed, but it is mm-hmm. a word that you guys have got to do it. I know, Rose
0: just came back from Alaska, which is why I uh-huh.
2: have to be so the be Yes, One week will not kill you. I promise.
1: How was it Rose?
2: It was awesome. I could have stayed three more weeks, which I can't do, obviously. (laughs) But uh, one week, I could spare. (laughs) what was your favorite thing? Was it the dog sled? Oh, I had, yeah, the dog sledding was amazing. That was so wild. I never imagined it would be that smooth that these 10 little dogs, they're not big dogs. They're not like the big, you know, Malamutes or Huskies. They're like little 40-pound dogs can pull you and do it all day and be happy, so.
1: Wow! <laughs> they wow. have their
2: calling, you know. We just find ours. <laughs> be that ha- happy doing what we're doing all day. So, yeah, that's amazing.
0: Well, Kia, what are you thinking?
4: So, just to kind of flip it, you know, we're in Women's History Month right now, right? Um, so, what do you feel like are some of the most significant barriers that females or women? you know, step into coming into this industry? Even if you haven't experienced it, what are some of them?
1: That's a great question. Um, I guess just kind of like the old way of thinking that women just are not good enough, are not smart enough, are, you know, cannot get the results. Um, And I think we all know that that's, (laughs) I mean, it's, Absolutely untrue. Um, In fact, I mean, I believe if you really want to get something done, get a woman on your team. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that that's that's really it. But I think it is. It's the old way of thinking. Um, before um, there were not years and years ago, you didn't really have any women attorneys. You know, um, I can remember when I first started, I mean, I had an attorney, a male attorney, tell me it was kind of interesting conversation. We were trying to get something done, but he goes, do you know what you are? And I was like, what is that? He tells me, you're a lady lawyer. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Captain Obvious. You know, I'm a female lawyer. I, got but it. I learned yeah, in I, lady
3: I, lawyer school, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Right. But I think it's just the old way of thinking um, that, you know, women just Aren't, aren't good enough, so to speak, but that that's obviously not true. We're getting things done. We're breaking barriers every single day. Um, and and I'm actually, I'm very excited to be on that side, like on the side of, you know, moving us forward. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're doing, so.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I wanna answer that question a little bit too, Kia. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I was hoping for the whole panel. Yeah, a
0: so a, a lot of what, I used to get and it's not as much anymore was that people were like aren't you 12 years old like how can you represent yeah. me they would always say that and I I mean yes I do think I'm youthful looking or I used to be even more so but it was kind of like they thought I was a baby just a a baby mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone always like,
2: how
0: long have you been doing this
2: I'm yeah. like seven years uh,
1: yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah they say that all the time I love it. It's funny when they say it, even now, um, like sliding it in there, you know, you know, I've been doing this since 1986, you know, and it's like, cool. You know, I don't know what you want me to say about that, but okay. Congratulations. You know, (laughs) now let's get to work. So it's interesting. And then too, I mean, believe it or not, it's like the mind games, um, the, the mind tricks. And so for me, I'm like, well, at the end of the day, you've been doing it longer that's fine, congratulations, but we're here and we're gonna get this this case resolved, you know?
2: You're doing it better. So
1: yeah, and a lot of times it's their insecurities too, Mm -hmm. you know, very respectfully, you know, we kind of all have our insecurities. And so like you were talking about earlier, Rose, Betsy, like when you're preparing and yes, they see, you know, this younger lawyer or female or somebody that they feel is a new attorney, but they see that you're there, you're well-prepared yeah sometimes it kind of messes with their mental and so they're like wait a minute I gotta say something here you know I've been doing this a long time right
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got stuff to learn, learn that
3: um, like right when people throw shade at you it's they're projecting right they're
2: they're projecting their own insecurities right, right. I just think that attitude about women kind of pervades not just our industry but across you know boundaries is like and i don't understand it at all they're like well you know a man has to work to support his family and blah blah and a woman is just working because she i don't know wants to work like we don't want to work right (laughs) right um but it's wild to me that like the people that are that are you know pushing that perspective or have that attitude grew up they're the same age as us or maybe 10 years 20 years older than us but they grew up in the time of of dual incomes of women having to fucking work so i don't yeah. understand where the attitude comes yeah from.
1: and it just, yeah. it just persists and and working because you're good at it working because you like it working because you know this is something I was that
2: you're killing you know <laughs> yeah
1: exactly you know you want to reach your highest potential and you know you happen to go to law school get in the arena of personal injury or whatever uh area of law that it is and it's like you know actually i think i'm pretty good at this and i want to get better you know so I'm just,
2: yeah yeah i
0: love it well so i want to get back to talking about how you were a basketball all-star i think that's so cool and you were, were you in a D1 school? Forgive me, I know nothing about.
1: Yes, <laughs> oh, yes, so D1 school, yeah. Um, so I was in the ACC. Shout out to the ACC, FSU is in the ACC. And that was like, <laughs> I see you, Betsy. <laughs> Um That was one of the reasons that I wanted to go to Virginia Tech. I wanted to play in a great conference uh, at the top three conference. Um, so it was highly competitive. That's for sure. Um, I played AAU ball and that is what really helped me to even be seen by the scouts. Um, So, you know, another shout out to my mother for going with me to these tournaments on weekends when I know she probably just wanted to chill out, stay in the bed, but she was at every tournament. And um, that's how I was seen and I got a lot of offers, but ultimately I decided on Virginia Tech after, you know, visiting the school, they had a great business program. Uh, they had a lot of support for women's basketball, very strong program. Um, so I like the coaching staff and the team. And so ultimately I made my decision. And as an only child coming from Tallahassee, Florida to say, I'm going to go to Virginia Tech. You know, um, I think my parents were like, really? Like, why is she? <laughs> but they were very supportive, very supportive. And um, I just knew that I, I really wanted to take it there. I mean, I could have gone to some other schools that weren't in the ACC and I thought about that I had that moment am I good enough to play in the ACC you know but I decided to just hey bet on myself yeah
2: you'll find out
1: right right
0: what was it like
2: right and I don't know
1: I haven't checked lately but I'm at one point I was um all-time Block shots top 10 you are but still. i don't know you are it's been a minute
4: i looked it up okay still and in her very first game y'all she narrowly missed a double double double, double. <laughs> there it is she's amazing guys and i'm pretty sure you're transitioning all of that over from the court into the courtroom you know i think one of the biggest things especially to women um and girls You know, we drop out of playing sports so quickly because, you know, we don't feel that support. Um, And I think that's one of the biggest things that you said that pulled you into going to Virginia Tech. So how do, and going back kind of like to what Betsy said about motivating our girls that are coming up behind us. No, I'm not an attorney, but I am in PR. And who would have thought that I would be working at a law office for PR, right? So what would be some of the things that you would tell those girls coming up behind you? Number one, about it's playing sports and transitioning into the next stage that you're going to do. What would you tell them?
1: Definitely consider it. I say that consider playing a sport because it really, really does provide a lot of opportunities for you. Um, I had the opportunity to one, I, I mean, I moved to another state, so that was one. And I got a taste of what it's like to live in Blacksburg, Virginia, and and that's that's a change. It's a change from Tallahassee. It's another college town, but it's much smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a chance to go to Greece, to go to Italy. Um, amazing opportunity to play, you know, overseas briefly um, while we we were over there. Um, an opportunity to play with other very talented women. Um, from everywhere, an opportunity to work with people. And it teaches you so much about life. So much that I learned as an athlete, it just taught me life principles, you know, of being a hardworking individual, um, being persistent, um, having courage, um, not just, you know, throwing in the towel after maybe you, you caught a loss, you know, you can't just say, oh I give up I'm done playing basketball now we just lost that game I mean no it, now let's go back to the drawing board and see what we can do to get better um so I mean it just it teaches you a lot about life and um provides a lot of opportunities even some of the areas I was thinking about working in I had no idea until I went and I played at Virginia Tech there's no I didn't think about being an athletic director when I was in elementary school or you know middle school But when I went to Virginia Tech, there's a completely different world. And you're looking at all these people that work in sports, these executive positions, you know, working with the NCAA, uh, being a commentator. I mean, you get to see that stuff, you know, firsthand. So I absolutely encourage um, any who are interested in playing sports at the next level to go for it.
2: And I think um, that, you know, we do so much in, in our culture, in our society of like everything you do has to be like end game. Like if you're not going to be a, a concert pianist, don't bother with the piano. If you're not going to be in the NBA, don't bother with basketball, but you can learn right. so much from those experiences. Learn my favorite concept, Rose, <laughs> which is teamwork. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right.
2: Um, teamwork. Do it. Teamwork
3: is under pressure. Like when you're at the free throw line, you got to concentrate when you're standing up in front of a dais of judges, you've got to concentrate, you know, it teaches you those life skills. And, um, I, I mean, and I didn't play basketball at the level you did, but I still remember, you know, that those lessons from, you know, high school. And I I encourage my kids to, to do sports because yes, you're right yes. you're 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 learning things that you can carry your whole life and you can actually play the sport your whole life mm-hmm. you know it can bring you joy your whole life that's um, right and and so there's a there's so much more than just the end game like you said rose there's it's it's not the it's not the end game it's the
4: journey that you learn that's yeah. it
1: it's the journey
4: absolutely and it provides you with that support system and the network of people that are surrounded by you from your coach all the way down to just a, not just but a team mom or a team dad you know you keep those relationships and they assist you in being able to get where you need to go because you reach back out to them and say hey you know what should i do next because this has occurred so i think that's that's great you know as far as teamwork and funneling it
1: down yeah, your amazing. network,
3: Amber. You must have a huge network with huge.
1: People. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. that. You know, the basketball alums
3: and that you know, and the fans and everybody else that you met through that experience. And-
1: yes, yes, it's amazing, and that's what I love too about social media now—being able to keep up with people a little bit more. You can see what everyone's doing. Um, made me smile the other day just looking at the team, Virginia Tech. I want to say we won against it was unc like team is doing really well shout out to virginia tech Hokies women's basketball team y'all are killing it (laughs) um but i was just looking at them in the highlights on instagram and i'm like this team has grown so much the support i'm looking at the booster club members that were there still you know and so it's amazing to see and and that's what it's all about the networking um I was thinking about that too. Just even getting the job that I had, networking—you know—as many applications that I submitted, and as many um, interviews that I went on—it boiled down to networking. I knew somebody who knew somebody, and then you know, you just make it happen. So, networking is key. That's a great point.
4: Absolutely. Be a
2: part of something, you know. Once you're a part of it, as long as you keep it up, you know, keep up with those people,
0: you're a part of it forever.
1: That's right.
0: So I have to
1: ask, what is a double-double? <laughs> double-double. So I remember that game, too. So I had, like, nine points, and I think I had nine rebounds. And really what I needed was 10 points, 10 rebounds in order to have a double-double or 10 assists. But you just got to get to the double digits
4: in, oh, in okay. two
1: categories. So then it'd be a double-double. Oh, okay. I didn't
4: I know block, either. So. I didn't. Yeah. Nine <laughs> blocks on that game,
1: guys.
4: So she was really cool. Yeah
1: man I remember the adrenaline and it's so funny I had a trial in October and man talk about adrenaline rush um it just took me back to playing ball you know big game especially my freshman year when we ended up playing UConn I think it was the second round if any if you're familiar with women's basketball out there you know no. UConn is always amazing Even <laughs> so we that. lost that game <laughs> yeah we lost that game but it's okay um we showed up we played. We worked hard, and it was a great experience.
4: Absolutely.
0: Well, y'all, we're closing in on the end of the hour, so I want to send it around for kind of final last thoughts or questions. Let's start with Rose. Yeah, I'm. I've just had a really good time this
2: this evening. I I know I've seen you around at FJA events, and I think we've had some cases where you know we both represent people on who have you know been in, in global uh, mediations or whatever yeah. but it's just been it's really been really nice getting to know you a little bit better and hopefully we will have the opportunity to work together again this has been fun
1: absolutely it's been a pleasure rose always a pleasure to see you so hopefully i see you soon <laughs> all
0: right betsy what are your final thoughts
3: you have just really enjoyed our talk this has been super fun and um Thank you for being on our show. You're the definition of an empowered woman and you um, have shown us that today. And it's it's just been a pleasure to meet you. And I hope I get to see you again
1: very, very soon. Absolutely, it's been a pleasure. And thank you so much, Betsy, for that. I appreciate it.
3: You can email me any um, book suggestions (laughs) that you have.
1: Right now I'm reading
3: two separate books on Supreme Court justices, which we didn't get to talk about today, but, you know, that's obviously huge news for all of us. Yes. Um, the recent nominees. So um, yes. I, I wish we'd gotten to, to get into that more. But um, but yeah, I, I would love to know what you're reading because I'm always looking for suggestions. And sounds like Absolutely. you and my best reading friends.
1: For sure. I'll send you. <laughs> I'll send you what I'm reading, Betsy. And it was right. very nice to meet you. We'll certainly keep in touch.
3: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you. Kia.
4: So yes, um, I just want to say thank you. Um, I think I keep getting more confirmation, especially working with these ladies here. I have been avoiding law school so much, um, but doing my research on all of these women and working with them, and now getting even more, you know, inspired by what you're doing. Because one of the biggest things you were thinking about was, you know, consulting and negotiating contracts and all that other great stuff. That was some of the major things that I said I wanted to do. I did not want to be defense, and I did not want to do plaintiff law. I was like, let me just look over this contract. You either go to, you know, camp, or I'd be like, you need to get to camp because you're out too long. So I think I just keep getting all these affirmations, and I'm so excited about being around these women. And I do hope that we can continue to build a relationship together. Um, in the future, um, in regards to anything. I thank you for the amazing things that you're doing and how you're moving. And even from a diversity, like the diversity part of it all, you know, seeing you up on those billboards, it's it's good because, you know, my girls can now see someone that looks like them on billboards. And again, women and working here and how the women are doing such amazing things um, I just thank you for coming on and showing how you're maneuvering thank you. through all of your game plan every day and allowing the women here, myself included, to be able to pick your brain. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Kia. I really appreciate that. Yes. And if I can ever do anything, you know, you let me know I'm here. And like Rose, like you talked about, you know, we're in this together. We are on the same team. Absolutely. You know, we're all fighting for what's right. So, you know, we're resources, so you know. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to continuing to work together in the future.
0: I love it. Well, I feel like we should end it with a gator chop. What do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a- it's like I always do that, and I'm like, but I got you love do. my too. Do. too
4: but- <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can do both. We can do both. All right. <laughs>
1: But shout out to the gnolls too though shout out to the gnolls i'll do that <laughs> i love it and rattlers too. go
0: rattlers
1: go
4: rattlers oh, i love it well
0: thank you amber we really appreciate you thank being you. on it's been a pleasure
1: thank you it's been a pleasure y'all enjoy your evening you too bye thank you bye